Welcome back to the Resident Rest Podcast. My name is Ocean. This, if you don't know already, is a podcast about musicians, rest, creative practice, sustenance, community, and more. This episode will feature the conversation I had with Thomas Holler. Here we go. Thomas is my partner who I live with and is also a really talented guitar player who spends a lot of time working on parts and also a really talented producer who has really strong attention to detail and likes to tinker a lot and works with different artists. Thomas is obviously a big part of my process with figuring out what works for me in terms of rest and like life balance and stuff because we kind of do life together that's true yeah (laughs) we work through those things together yeah yeah is there anything else you want other people to know about you i guess uh we can let that happen as we talk i suppose yeah i just okay i've been focusing on guitar and starting to try and translate all of the musical knowledge i have into making recording music and yeah lots to learn there nice um i'll just get into the questions then okay um my first question is what does creativity look like in your life and how does music play into it do you have rituals or practice routines that you would like to share i wouldn't say that i have routines where (laughs) i'm specifically practicing something consistently Although there are times where I uh, focus on something for days in a row, but um, and I've spent a lot more time in the past doing the routine, you know, preparing to get into university and stuff like that. So like learning scales, mm. learning um, chord voicings, and just every week I didn't really focus on anything else. I was just trying to get the basics down. And now I just continue to develop that through improvisation. I just sit down and I improvise and try and push the boundaries of my harmonic knowledge slowly. So I just have fun and that's my creativity, basically. I learn about music by tinkering with the (laughs) guitar. Yeah. Um, But also I feel like I'm, that creativity manifests in other places too, like um, cooking, probably more cooking than anything else that creativity ends up manifesting in relationships too, probably. Hmm. Just, uh, I don't know what I'm doing with relationships and I feel like I'm still (laughs) trying to learn how to like be in good relationships with people and Hmm. figure out how that works. And I feel like, um, sometimes I feel playful about it. Sometimes I'm really shy and scared of it, you know, but those might be the three big things where I feel like I'm, being expressive and creative that's beautiful like you talked about guitar playing and cooking and relationships yeah yeah i feel like a lot of musicians when they were younger had really specific practice routines because they were like taking lessons and like now i feel like when 
I don't know. I guess I'm like a beginner at drums again. So I'm like starting to take lessons and trying to get into like what I'm supposed to be practicing. Mm -hmm. But like also um, it feels different than it did at the beginning. I wonder this about my students who I teach too. I know you, Thomas also teaches um, students guitar um, for those of you listening who don't know, because it's obviously just Thomas and I in our house recording this right now. <laughs> um, but I wonder, I wonder about my students whether they need a period of like just practicing literally the basics, you know, and how to balance that with what's exciting about music or whatever. Like personally, I'm very excited about scales and you know arpeggios and stuff. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah. It's something I think about. Yeah. What is their relationship to a routine mm-hmm. and, and being inspired to do the basics? Yeah. I mean, the thing that inspired me to do the basics back in the day, because I'm not doing those as well, I am, but in a more free flowing personal way. But, mm-hmm. but it was an end goal, I think, for me. It was like I needed to get into university because I needed to meet more musicians. I was um, living in White Rock, and I was a butcher in training. You know, I did that for three years, and I was just like, I had a high school band, but not everyone was interested in pushing to do music more and keep writing and record and then maybe play shows more often. And I didn't really have a community of people there that I could um, draw upon, and I tried Craigslisting and all this stuff, and it <laughs> it just didn't work out. I- I also had a Craigslist phase when I was looking for people to like, you know, play gigs with or play gigs for or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. um, I feel like the best connection I've ever made through Craigslist was probably with Brayson. Brayson is a Craigslist connection. Yeah. Wow. That's, (laughs) I don't think you're going to top that. No, I don't think so. You're not going to find anyone better on Craigslist. (laughs) We're talking about Brayson Wong, who's a bass player who um, we, well, I played with Brayson in Antoinette's band. Uh, sorry, Net. Net is Net now. In uh, Net's band, we used to play in Net's band together. And Net and Net's partner at the time found Brayson on Craigslist, and he like came in for an audition. And we like made him sing this Maroon Five song, I think. Anyways, um, but Brayson Wong was also playing in Terrence Jack's band, and Thomas plays with Terrence Jack, and Thomas and I met playing with Terrence Jack. Yeah. Because because of Brayson, I guess. Yeah, cuz Brayson recommended you for the Yeah. F- yeah, for that job, for that gig. So that's the backstory. I don't know if I'll include that, but I think it's cute. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I won't make this whole episode about Brayson, I yeah. promise. <laughs> we sometimes okay. get into tangents about how we love Brayson, don't we? We do. Yeah. 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 Okay, we'll transition to another question here. Okay. Um, to balance creative time, resting time, and everything else, do you set goals for yourself? Do you just let life happen? What do you see when you imagine a life with enough time to create rest and do everything else? Yeah, that's a really hard question. Finding time to rest is, um, I don't know, I feel like I kind of just let it happen. I guess I'm. What's coming to mind right now is talking with Jean Say, Le Duge, because mm-hmm. um, we were doing a gig, and you know he works full time as a um, acupuncturist. Oh, and plays in like 
plays more shows per year than I ever have, probably more than two or three times as many shows as I play per year, you know, like a lot and manages it all somehow. And he was talking about having to like, you know, he has to figure out how to balance that. Cause there is like a, if you say no to somebody, they might not ask you again. And it really, you know, I hear it all the time. You say yes to people, yes to work and you create new connections and that requires time sacrifices and like, mm. Saying yes to a project means you need to spend hours, or I do at least, you know, <laughs> working on that music and trying to like show up to first rehearsal or just the show and be able to like uh, play well um, and bring something special, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's like a lot of just like work that you have to fit inside your schedule that you're where you make money, where you have to rest, where you have to cook. And uh, yeah, it's really tough to like, I feel like I somehow have time to rest. Like we have time to like relax with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's been, I've been really grateful for that. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it feels like there's just pockets of life where it feels like there is no rest or, mm-hmm. or maybe there is rest, but I'm stressed. Mm. Um, there is rest, but I'm stressed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a song in there. It'd be too real, though. Might be too real. <laughs> yeah, we want it to be too real, don't we, though? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, for me, a lot of my resting happens because you're there. So I see you and I want to hang out. That I think that's true, you know? <laughs> yeah. I definitely, like when you were on tour uh-huh. uh, in Europe, I definitely developed different habits and I was mm-hmm. spending time differently mm-hmm. um, and I had to figure that out. Yeah. Do you like visualize what it looks like if things were ideal or like are things ideal the way they are? Are you, is it ideal for you to just like let it happen when it happens? Is that fine? I think that the the only thing that really stresses me out is finances mm. like i um have been living life financially on the edge for like 10 years mm-hmm. you know like just um like i i've i i decided that i would work as little as possible so that i could spend my time devoting myself to projects um, a lot of it in the beginning was my own music. I wanted to rehearse and play it and write, but it transitioned into, and I felt like um, it was working better for me. And um, I grew a lot more um, by being part of other people's music and mm-hmm. just working on that. So I've worked as little as possible so that I can spend my time practicing the parts or <laughs> learning the things or becoming, becoming involved with this person. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people. And um, it's been great. But it's also been really tough. And I guess looking into what it would be ideally is if I, I would do, I would work just as much or more if I just like, that's not what sucks. What sucks is just like being scared that I'm might be homeless Mm. or like not be able to pay rent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've lived a pretty meager existence. Um, I've never made that much. And still somehow was able to slowly accumulate everything in this studio and all my pedals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I have been stressed about finances mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
working is an issue working and playing music with people and like i like rehearsing i like just sitting there and like experimenting tinkering right um because i just <laughs> want to learn how to um make special music that has like an emotional impact mm -hmm. and there's a lot of ways of doing that and lots to learn from other people mm -hmm. and um it would be nice if I had more time to go to shows and see other people play more. Every time I do that, I'm always, like, uh, refueled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so inspiring, right? I'm hearing that, like, finances are really intertwined with your imagination or maybe your ability to imagine sort of what balanced would look like. That makes sense. Probably yeah. all of us. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just some sort of security there, but you know, that's not the typically musicians don't have secure incomes, you know, it's like mm. I guess a lot of musicians I know um have a diverse portfolio of incomes, you know, from these projects and that project and Yeah. So knowing you don't know when things are going to happen and when they're not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Nothing steady except mm -hmm. the fact that we're working all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Too true, yes. How do you sustain yourself? We could talk about income, food, feeding your spirit, or anything else that comes up when you think of sustenance and how you sustain yourself as a person, as mm -hmm. an artist. In your relationships, I guess, you've been talking about quite a bit as well. Mm -hmm. Well, when I think of sustaining myself, it does. I do think about money first. I mean, really just, it starts there. Because I need to put a house roof over my head. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah. To answer that question, I have been. I mean, initially I was a butcher, but then after that I was <laughs> uh, landscaping, mm. and um, I did that and went to school at the same time, and it was kind of just on and off, and then continued to do that to this day, basically. And I've just been trying to continue building relationships musical relationships with people and th sometimes those do pay like enough to like cover some things mm -hmm. um mostly that's been playing live and most of the projects that i've been in have been having weekly rehearsals something like that so i've been in, and, and there are some where there was not a weekly practice um so there's a lot of unpaid work for musical projects that I've had. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would do shows for like $5 or like $20 mm -hmm. and then had rehearsed for like months before that show, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, but I've been lucky enough to over the years play with more people and some more people that were able to actually pay me a hundred dollars a show, $200 a show. <laughs> Um, yeah. Sometimes a lot more, you know, just yeah. um, pretty rarely. But like, um, it's nice when that happens. And, and I've been able to kind of wean off landscaping that way. But uh, since the pandemic happened, and I think a lot of people have been doing this mm -hmm. um, because live music just shut down, that income wasn't there. We had free time. We couldn't even rehearse with each other. Mm -hmm. So I was just at home alone and always wanted to get into recording and so I started 
kind of saving money not going out and doing shows. I was actually probably <laughs> losing money yeah. rehearsing and playing shows because I would have to buy food yeah. out. I would have to pay for gas. I would have to pay for parking. And um, yeah, transitioning into recording. And that's been a journey. I've been doing a lot of like work for free or very little. Um, just trying to get started. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I've been doing this for like four years now. You know, it's <laughs> the time's been going by and I'm starting to hit a point where I feel like, well, I've been validated by other people in the community. Like I've been asked to like work a capsule because I guess they think that the work I'm doing is like good enough to say that like, you know, you, you can work here. You can, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's like really nice. I still feel like I'm such a, a baby in the field. There is a lot to, for me to learn still. Um, but I'm, I'm just hitting a point where I'm still working with people and trying to draw a boundary with, you know, these are friends that I'm working with, mm-hmm. trying to find like a balance between like, I just want to work on the music and make it as good as possible, but also I, I kind of need to be compensated for the work because otherwise I'm just going, I'm going to be broke mm-hmm. and I won't be able to do it. So, yeah, um, I, I think I'm constantly trying to figure out what it is that I feel comfortable asking for and that mm-hmm. feels appropriate and isn't going to limit the amount of work that we do together or mm-hmm. the quality of work that I want to do because I feel like all of my favorite records probably had a lot of hours put in to mm-hmm. little details in those in that music and I feel like I see a lot of artists just going into a studio and recording it pretty quickly and and letting it go out of their hands and just get mixed by someone and be finished mm-hmm. and um, not to say that there's not tons of beautiful records that everybody has made um, but I just don't resonate with that process. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, w- I want to really kind of try and push it everything to like the next level if there is one, you know, mm-hmm. what would that be? And have that dialogue with each other and, you know, like what do we need to do to make this better? I feel like I'm often doing that in rehearsals with bands that I'm in. I'm like, mm, maybe this section, this section isn't like doing it for me yet. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I'm always often one of the people that's pushing it to uh, get there somehow, mm. you know, whatever that takes. And that's, a, that's the journey that I like being on, is figuring out what, uh, what we can do to just lift everything up even more. Can it be lifted up more? Mm-hmm. I want to constantly ask that question and be part of that process. And, but that's expensive if you're paying someone to like just sit there and try this idea and fail over and over again. Right. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you know, it's just too expensive, not practical. So I need to find some balance of like being able to get things done in a timely manner, mm-hmm. but also be able to just sit there and tinker with the thing and see if like something can be made that's um, new and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think about how if you want music in whatever capacity it is, if somebody wants music to be the way they make money because they spend so much time doing it like someone like you just for the audience here thomas like is like constantly playing guitar constantly working on stuff in the studio 
every day. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> every day, even like he goes and landscapes. Maybe he hasn't been landscaping as much, but he goes and landscapes and he comes home and he like does some work in the studio after that or whatever. So technically, it's like, I don't know. It's like really long hours of work and many days and all the time and really careful. So if you're someone like Thomas and you like you want to do music and then you want to make music with people who you care about because you're like moving through your life, building connections. And I'm thinking, I'm reflecting upon what you just said and thinking about how we want to sustain ourselves with music and with income and we also want to sustain our communities and finding a place where that makes sense is it's a thing that we need to figure out i think Mm -hmm. because like we we need to pay our friends we need to pay our friends as much as we can pay our friends Mm -hmm. i hope Mm -hmm. i want to do that (laughs) i also like want to make good stuff right and when i'm on the end where i'm being paid or whatever like i i often find myself being like oh like i i want to make this work i want to do this thing for this person and i will do things for free sometimes right Mm -hmm. and i want to as well i want to have the means to do everything for free (laughs) because i want everyone else to have money too it's like this Mm -hmm. weird balancing act that i'm trying to describe yeah 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 it's a it's a tricky place we all live in i mean like Vancouver, I mean, BC, and I think lots of Canada just lives on like a grant system. Like it's a grant economy. A lot of the music is that gets recorded and a lot of tours even get funded because of grants. Yeah. Because there's like not enough money in playing live shows. Right. And that's supposed to be where musicians can make their money. I've been on tours with people where just the the band leaders just lose money Mm -hmm. on tours. And I feel terrible. Like getting money and that person that's actually like the spearheading the whole project loses money yeah it just it sucks and um yeah it would be nice if there was another way for us to um function mm-hmm. you know as a as a collective of people there's so many musicians mm-hmm. in in um in the world mm-hmm. but just in vancouver from my own experience there's so many musicians there's still people that are so badass that I haven't even met. You mm. know, I don't even know yeah. they exist yet. Um, yeah, that's why I guess I'm going to bring it up now. I feel like basic income would be like a beautiful thing because I was talking to Missy D about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I love basic income. I really believe in it. And I was like, what would you do if you had, you know, um, even like a thousand dollars a month or like two thousand dollars a month somewhere in between that range what would Mm -hmm. you do with it and she said that she would make music and Mm -hmm. she would pay her friends for their time and Mm -hmm. make make art and i feel like a lot of people would give that answer i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people that i work with make their own music work for other people i feel like we'd be able to like follow what we actually want to do as artists more freely you know i would i would gladly can the grant system and just have a basic income for everybody you know if if we were going to drop some forms of like government spending Mm -hmm. i you know i feel like um as a musician i would say (laughs) 
I believe in basic income a lot more than the grant mm. system. Those are those are big words to say in public in this province. I suppose they are. <laughs> I mean, the grant system is 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 really amazing. Yeah,、um, I think I think it's also flawed though. This has come up in other conversations as well. Like, I don't know personally. I've like looked at the funding that Factor provides for albums, and you have to be at a certain place in your career to access that funding.、Mm-hmm. And how do you get to that certain place in your career? Well, I still haven't figured it out. I guess I haven't put out that much music.、Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put out some music and figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, we can try. I feel like. There's so much stuff in grants, like where you have to like prove yourself and be accountable to this other party that's providing the money. And I'm not saying it's not amazing too. I think it's amazing to have grants, and I think our whole music economy in this place in this time is depending on it. I feel like there there could be more access to it、mm-hmm. somehow, or、mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I think people are doing that as well. It is a big thing to say that I would gladly can that whole system. <laughs> I, I guess I just am、I'm、talking just, like, about thinking about who's going to be listening to this. I'm like,、ah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but yeah. I'm really just trying to say express how much I believe that a basic income would function well in the music community.、Mm-hmm. Not that like that. I'm not really grateful for. The fact that people work so hard in the music industry,、mm-hmm. you know, to like have these grants be available、mm-hmm. and like support musicians, because otherwise, I don't know what would happen. You know, like、yeah. right now they, it they're really keeping a lot of people, giving people income. It's interesting, you know. Like I recorded, I I'm in a project called Omianan, and we recorded an album that was funded by the Can- Canada Council,、mm-hmm. and.、Um, It paid everybody else except us. Yeah. Not that we. I don't think we wrote it into the grant, though, right?、Mm. That we wanted to be paid, but、mm. it was like three, three days, plus the, at like, we've been practicing for years, but、yeah. also before that show, I was like spending a lot of before that those sessions, I was、mm. spending a lot of time working on the parts, and you know, like, I feel like、um, our. Album, I think it's going to turn out really beautifully, but、mm-hmm. I feel like it could have turned out even better if we、mm-hmm. had paid rehearsals and also if we could have got paid to do the recordings too. Would have been nice because you know that was just three full days that、mm-hmm. I wasn't getting paid and ten hour days making this thing and yeah, like you know just financially sinking.、Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult. It's really difficult. Yeah, world we live in as a musician. I'm amazed how many people. It. Yeah. Same. Speaking of our musical community,、mm-hmm. is there anything you want to change or nurture here and now in the musical community? What do you want to see? I feel like I don't know how to answer that because I feel like everyone's doing the best they can already in the circumstances that we have. But I mean, I would just want to promote. The idea of a basic income again, but saying、yeah. that over and over again, I do want to stress, in my opinion, that basic income isn't for me isn't about like saving myself first and foremost or、mm. the music community. It's actually just ending poverty, starting with like homelessness.、Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe maybe we don't need a basic income to start for everyone, but、mm-hmm. at least ending homelessness with that concept would be beautiful. 
But other than that, I don't think that I know what I could say about changing things. Everything mm. is like systemically happening in a system. And mm. um, I don't know, a lot of things need to like be changing to make the environment that we all live in work. And I think there are many systemic changes happening currently. Like it feels like there's a shift in people's consciousness about many things yeah. um, following the pandemic and also just like, I don't know, figuring out how to play together again and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is the last question, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. Okay. But it can be. Do you have any dreams about the future? A musical dream? A creative dream? A basic income dream? (laughs) (laughs) I'm always dreaming about basic income. Um, But, yeah, no, I I, I often... um, get excited about the future still Mm -hmm. at least i'm talking about my future Mm -hmm. i am very privileged person i just i guess i'm an example of how i'm excited is like if i just look at where i've ended up now since 10 years ago Mm -hmm. there's been many moments in the last few years where i'm just like wow, I didn't think that I'd be here, that I would have been able to do all these things and grow this much and be like playing with these people, you know, my peers that I'm playing with now and learning from. So I'm excited to see just like what kind of music I can make with people and and what kind of communities I'll be part of. And yeah, I just feel like knowing that this, my life has snowballed into this thing now and still feeling like I want to keep giving to it. I'm excited to see what what happens in the future and uh, yeah, what par- projects I'll be part of. What do you see in the future? Like, what do you, what's, what's, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel very open and I don't, yeah, I guess I just let it happen. Cool. Because um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of boats that I'm in right now. And mm. actually it's a little scary too because say touring starts up again and all these bands that I've been a part of want to tour and like I need to like figure out if I can do that Mm. if I want to be sitting here recording people Mm -hmm. and making the recordings more or if I I don't know will I need the money and have to go on tour not that I have to I I, it's been great being able to do some tours Mm. or doing some shows I'm not sure what's going to happen with that playing live with people or just rehearsing I don't know. I'm going to have to deal with that as it comes. Cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. With other guests who are on the podcast, I've been asking them if there's a track they would want me to play of theirs. Hmm. Do you have a song that would come to mind that you would want me to play? I guess you you have contributed to so many projects. And none of them are like, this is Thomas Holler. Yeah. I, I haven't made my own thing and recorded it and released it. But you've 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 contributed to that process in yeah. so many different places. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have dreams of making music mm. um, that's like more of my vision. Hmm. But um, I feel like I'm just waiting on the skill set to mm. be there to make it all happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, 
because I do want I want it to be pretty extravagant, really. Mm. I want there to be a lot of my friends involved, and I want to be able to play it myself, but also know how to ask for the that the music to come out of everybody mm. and, and how what everyone's skill set is, mm. how to make them fit in and, and it to actually work. I feel like this is all sprouting from a dream I had years ago where I dreamed this music that was like, it sounded improvised and it grew into this beautiful thing. It kind of reminds me of how streams happens. Like maybe mm. streams is the closest thing to like, it's Emma Postal and my music mm -hmm. together and where I'm like, leading the musical vision mm. um, with Emma. Um, it's probably the like most most me mm. out of all the projects. So it would probably be an extension of that poetry project. Mm. Or I would do something separate. But I think that these dreams that I'm having might manifest in that mm. project, which we haven't recorded anything yet. So <laughs> um, I don't have that to share. Yeah, we've done live shows, and I'm so such like a, I'm kind of a perfectionist, and I see, mm. and and especially when I record a thing, I'm like, wow, that just doesn't compare to like <laughs> my favorite artists mm. playing, mm. Um, or at least like I don't know, it's been really humbling recording and trying to record acoustic guitar, mm. and then listen to it and be like whoa that's mm -hmm. like not consistent enough to or like it's not giving me the feeling mm. that i want it's making me feel a little uneasy so mm. it's, it's you know showing me all the things that i need to work on mm -hmm. and that's part of the whole skill set thing and i feel like since streams is has very intricate guitar mm. impro improvising um i feel like i'm pretty close though now <laughs> i think we're gonna record something very soon cool yeah I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Do you have any final thoughts? Do you want to say something that you haven't said? Mm. I love... Uh, I've been part of this podcast, making the podcast, and I just <laughs> love... I've been listening to and trying to like make everybody's voices sound as good as possible and all that stuff. But as I've been listening, I've been really uh, struck by how nice the questions are. And um, the subject matter that you're bringing up is, I feel like it's really important. And I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts, but I, out of the ones that I have listened to, it hasn't been the focus. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it's important to bring up um, how we get rest. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I'm saying basically I don't, <laughs> but we do. We do together. But we do somehow. But I think that is really um, important moving forward for mm -hmm. not just us as musicians, but just like people. And so I appreciate you, uh, making the focus on like creativity and rest. Mm. Yeah. It's really, really great. <laughs> Thanks. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Here we are at almost the end of the episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you thought. You can DM me on Instagram. My handle is O-C-E-A-A-N dot P-E-N-D-H-A-R-K-A-R. That's how you spell my name, Ocean Pendarker. You can also email me at oceanpendarker at gmail.com. The song that Thomas wanted me to play at the end of this episode is called Comfortable. It's by Tanya Ganaba, and Thomas was part of the creation process of this song. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. I slip inside, I taste it.